Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. It's time for the Overtime Show with Nate Geary. Welcome to the Overtime Show, powered by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. Nate Geary here, Network Controls. We've got an hour more of Bills postgame coverage. We'll hear a bunch of sound from the locker room that's, that features uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, both safeties. Uh, we've got uh, Deion Dawkins. We'll hear from Terrell Dotson, Kyer Elam, Dorian Williams. Uh, so we've got a lot to get to here over the next hour. But let's get reconnected with our fans, and we'll hear from Scott Medina. Has been waiting patiently. Scott, you're on the post. Or you're on the overtime show, I should say. Uh, welcome. Thanks, Nate. Um, so I uh, always have a bad feeling when we play Jacksonville. Like, call me crazy, but these are my memories. Like, they, for all intents and purposes, end Jim Kelly's career when they concuss him in that wild card game. So that's a pretty bad memory. And then Urban Meyer is their coach, and who's probably going to be one of the worst, if not the worst coach in NFL history, the Bills lose to them. And then today happened. So I'm not saying they're kryptonite because that would infer that Buffalo is some kind of Superman, and I don't know that they're going to get to Superman status with Ken Dorsey calling plays. I, don't, I know that's a point of contention, but I'm still not a fan of his slow starts and just inconsistent from week to week play calling. But I do want to say this. I'm not saying Victor needs to get fired. He doesn't need to get fired. But he severely handicapped this team today when they got to the two-minute warning and they didn't have any timeouts left. If you're an NFL coach, I mean, that's like in the Ten Commandments, they had at least one timeout left, two-minute warning in the second half, and they had none. Well, they, they used them on the previous drive. Yeah, but you got to say one. He used one during an injury. I don't know what happened there. Why? Yeah, but that's they called, they called the timeout before they noticed there was an injury on the field. They were trying to stop the clock. I understand that, but like you got to have at least one in your pocket at the two-minute warning because you know that clock's going to stop there. I just think I just think it was poor timeout management today. Um, that's it, though. They do not play well against Jacksonville. You know, next week let's let's get the Giants next week and move on. I guess. Yeah, thanks for the call, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, the timeout usage. I, I don't know. It's there's not really a. Uh... They used them when they could. I, I, I think had McDermott in, in that moment, you're not waiting to see if a player's injured before you call a timeout. You're just trying to stop the clock. And uh, they, they stopped the clock, and there happened to have been an injury on the play. They would have got a free timeout, but it didn't happen. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Tua throws another interception, but I'm sure we'll hear how great that interception was. It's very accurately thrown interception. 
very catchable interception from Tua Tunga Viola. Sorry, I'm just Dolphins fans are the worst. I gotta I gotta take my shots where I can. Uh, 803-0550, the number to call. Let's go to John in Rochester. John, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, John. Hey, Nate. I agree with you 100. percent Get out of London. Keep the games in the mainland for Christ's sake. It's crazy. Plus, that field. I can't believe they replaced the uh, turf uh, just before the game. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's unbelievable. But but I got to tell you. As a fan, I found the game pretty entertaining. These were two good football teams. Jacksonville is no joke. That defense stymied our offense. But I give I give Josh a lot of credit for playing the way he did. He was the only bright spot on that offense, besides our receivers, of course. But uh, just uh, disappointing was we couldn't stop Edian and uh, Ridley. I mean, it, it'd be a different ball game. But I thought it was a great game between two good teams. Yeah, I agree. It uh, it was unfortunate. It just was a it was a difficult performance um, from the offense, really from the start. Slow start, never really got their footing, uh, and never never really was was able to impact the game the way that they they probably should have impacted the game. That, that Jacksonville's that Jacksonville defense is good, but they are not as good as they showed today, or at least the Bills showed them to be today. Let's uh, pause real quick and get a quick update from Zach. All right, thank you, Josh. And back to the overtime show and back to the phones with Chris in Brooklyn, who's been waiting patiently. Chris, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Um, you know, the optimist in me says the defense deserves some credit, despite the fact that Ridley stole Kyrie Elam's lunch today. The defense is on the field for what seemed like 90% of the game, and there were a ton of injuries. I mean, they gave up some, some big plays, but I think they do. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. Um, the question I have for you guys is, is it me or does it seem like Poyer may have lost a step? Maybe it's the knee injury, but he doesn't seem like the same guy I remember from years past. And He's getting a little bit older, and I wonder if it may be time to maybe give Rap some reps. I know he's a little bit more athletic, maybe not uh, you know, as, as, as good as Poyer in the decision-making uh, area, but I think that's sort of the stuff that can be coached up. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think about that. Um, also, super quick, the offense just seems incredibly inconsistent depending on the level of sort of like depending on how good the other team is. And I feel like they sometimes play down to their opponent. And it seemed like that's what happened today. Interesting. You think about that also. I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate yeah. It. I, I, you're, you're not the first person to bring up like, you know, playing down to your opponent or kind of not really giving this Jacksonville team a, that's a good Jacksonville Jaguars team. That was a divisional round playoff team from a year ago. Trevor Lawrence is a very, he's a top seven quarterback in the league. He's very, very good. Ridley's very, very good. ETN, very good. They have a pretty decent O-line. Their defense is good. They've got a number one overall pick in there on, on the defensive end, Trayvon Walker. Josh Allen's a really good defender as well. Um, that's a good football team. And I don't, I don't get the sense at all that they play down to their competition or, or you know, or, or what, because I, I think that they're good. I don't think that there'd be any playing down. Um, I think they're, they're a very similar, on, on a similar level as the Bills. Um, I think they're right there with the Dolphins. I think they're explosive, not in the same, you know, speed explosiveness that the Dolphins have, but they've got playmakers all over on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and the quarterback is can can move it around. Can He can spread the football around. So, um, yeah, I just I don't want to make that point, but they are inconsistent. Uh, most teams are. The Dolphins are inconsistent. They've got 24 points against the, the Giants, who stink. So... You know, it's just kind of how it goes in the league. It's it's a week-to-week league. I, I say it, but every player says it. Every coach says it. I know it's, you know, coach speak, but it's it's true speak. Let's go to Mark in Buffalo. Mark, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Mark. 
Hey, Mark, you there? Hello? Yes, Mark, you're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. Yep. Um, I, I just like to say um, I agree with you. The jet lag is not cool. Um, I, I don't know why the NFL would let two teams play, one team play, two weeks in a row there. That That, that is not cool because we, we definitely started out slow. We had jet lag. Um, they started to come on. And um, it, 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 how can they do that? Yeah, I think that's a decision that they'll likely take a look at this offseason. Having a team there for two weeks is it? I just it ended up looking, and it felt and looked like a clear advantage um, for, uh, unfortunately, for the um, for the Jaguars. So it just was. I, I think the legal that's something the legal look at next year when they do these games. Um, just doesn't make a lot of sense. And the idea that you know they're going to stop playing these games too is a joke. They're going to continue playing this game. They they keep flirting with the idea of bringing a team to London, which I just think is absolutely absurd. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. But they're not going to stop playing games there. I'll tell you that they're they're going to keep playing games over the border or over the pond all the time. They got a Germany game coming up between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. They've got uh, a game next week on that same stadium field uh, between the Ravens and somebody else. So it just yeah, it's. They're going to keep playing games out there. There's no doubt about it. Let's go to Mike in Florida. Mike, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, hi, Nate. Thanks for taking my call. Just a few quick questions. Um, uh, Regarding the jet lag, I know we're beating a dead horse, but here's the problem. I I believe that the bills are good enough that the practices should have been held in London because what I've been following the podcast the whole week and stuff, what got me nervous was they were doing this wrong, in my opinion. You can't – I heard on the show earlier that you said that you thought they flew in on Thursday. On the podcast I watched, they flew in Friday morning. They had like a light walkthrough. Then they basically practiced on Saturday. There's no way you can get adjusted to the time like that. I've worked different shifts, and I'm sure you have too, and you feel like you're walking and doing stuff in slow motion until you catch on. I believe the injuries, now the turf caused some of them, but I believe a lot of the injuries also were caused because when the Bills players aren't in a flame of, of the proper frame of mind and they feel like they're doing stuff in slow motion, they can't react as good as they would. And on the coaching, the coaching just has to be a lot better as far as like um, getting them up for the games. The Jets game should have been a win for us. This game should have been a win for us. And I feel as if the Bills can do that and overcome that, we can have a team that could go to the Super Bowl and finally win a game. I'll listen to your comments, and thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah, they left here on Thursday. They did not get there until Friday. That's that's correct. Um, so good good catch on that one. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't a good game plan. Um, it didn't work. Uh, they'll look at it. I know Sean McDermott talked about looking at it and, and maybe making a change for that, but that just it was a bad it was a bad strategy. It didn't work out. And in hindsight, you know, it's 2020, hindsight's 2020. It's easy to, to look back and think that it didn't work, but they put a lot of time and effort um, into researching this. The the guy that makes these decisions is from London. Um, so there was some real thought that what they were doing was right and it would work. It just, it didn't. Uh, it didn't work at all, in fact. So, yeah, I'm sure the, if they get in one of these games again, they'll look at that. But um, I don't disagree on the, <clears throat> yeah, the turf definitely played a, played a part but I don't disagree on some of those games where 
you're, maybe you're not as sharp, you're not as focused in those games, and that's kind of where injuries can happen. And, and, and I believe that. I, I think that probably had a little bit to do with it as well. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Jay. Jay, you're on the post, the uh, overtime show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Nate. Like you say, man, I disagree with the games being played in Europe. Uh, I believe the NFL should take a look into looking at teams with bye weeks to give them the games to play in Europe, to give them that little extra break. I understand the bye week is a time for players to get accoladed with their family from playing during the season. But, I mean, if it causes two extra travel days, you know, it's a better game, it's a better product that the NFL can sell. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, um, I was thinking the same thing after today. Like, the Bills should – like, the, if you're playing in London, you should have a bye week the following week with all the travel. I, like, this is a week right now where the Bills are going to – they're not going to get in until Monday night. So they're missing a full day of practice. Then after Monday night, they are – they're going to be basically going without sleep again. It's just – it's a bad situation for them. Um, you know, and, and whatever. I mean, there's going to be other teams that deal with it too. It just – I think if if you're going to do it, the teams need a break. They need to be able to uh, to have that bye week right after the London trip. I just think it makes way too much sense. Thanks for the call, AJ. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on the uh, overtime show. Welcome, Steve. Uh, hey, Nate. Uh, great show today. I, I love your Barry. Appreciate uh, it. Three th- real quick on my view. Sure. One, uh, can Jacksonville take five starters out of their defense and three contributing players? Then let me know how good they are. That's number one. Number two, this game really fell on the, on the shoulders of our offense, who kind of looked listless. Even Josh was off, as you mentioned, on some throws that a second earlier might might have been big plays. But I didn't see any energy out of our offense at all. So that that that's you know a no brainer there. And uh, one of my last uh, point is on Kyler Elam. I don't know if Kyler Elam was going to be a good player in this league, a bad player. We're going to trade him or what? I can only give everybody some food for thought out there. We drafted Jim Richard out of the University of North Carolina in 1980, number one. He didn't start until 1983, and he became one of the best players we ever had on our O-line. So uh, the kid, yeah, did he have a great game? No, but he didn't give up any bombs, and um, it's his first game playing since training camp. So give him a break. God. <laughs> I I know the I know that I could hear the frustration, Steve. I know, and listen with it, and for the same conversation about Elam, how about AJ Epinesa? This is year four for him, and the light is turned on. It, it, this is everybody wants immediate gratification in the league, and I even find myself doing that, talking about you know Dalton Kincaid and wanting his role to be bigger. Um, this stuff takes time. The league is there's so much instant gratification everybody wants with these players to develop quickly and develop um, you know right away into players that they're going to be you know five six years down the line. Um, Kyrie Elam's going to get an opportunity to play this year. I don't know how much more if Christian Bedford's in the lineup. He's not going to be in the lineup. They're down. They're two starting corners in this game. That's just you know that's the plain and simple. They were down two starting corners, three of their top five defensive ends. They lost their best nose tackle today. They did not activate their other one. So they were they were using defensive ends that they were dressing from the practice squad as defensive tackles in this game because they were so banged up. Just as a impossible situation for them. Um, it was really difficult. It was a difficult situation. There's no doubt about it. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the locker room. We'll continue taking your phone calls as well. But I want to get to a couple of locker room sounds. Uh, we're going to start with um, Deion Dawkins, who met with the media after the game. So we've got Bills left tackle Deion Dawkins, li- Deion Dawkins live from the locker room. And it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVA plumbing and electric needs. After the, the last three games offensively, you guys did so many things right. How how surprising, how inexplicable is this one, you know, as much as you struggled today? 
Uh, I don't even know, man. I mean, it sucks. It sucks to lose. You know, positive plays breeds more in positive plays. You know, we got to put more positive plays in the game instead of negative plays. It happens. You know, you win some, but you lose some. But next week, you'll see a different a different team. Run game, you know, James finished with negative yards rushing today. Anything that you can say for, for what went wrong with that today? Nothing really. You know, we really didn't run the ball. We and, we and we passed. When we were in the game, we were behind. So we're going to throw more than pass. It's just game plan stuff. How did you feel? How did you think that any with the travel and the change of schedule had anything to do with anything today? Yeah, I wish you could blame, blame it on that, but you can't. Um, happens. I know you don't want to make an excuse. Dawson mentioned that too. But there, was there anything different about the last couple of days coming into this game? Like, or did it feel like a regular game day? It's just, it's a, it's no excuses, man. You know, uh, start of a game is start of a game, no matter what time it is, no matter what state, country, it doesn't matter. Um, it is and what it is. It, it really does suck, you know. But but the good thing is, is is we had a long season, super long season, and the best part about it is they're not in our conference, so. I can see if we if we were playing the Patriots, the Jets, or the Dolphins in our conference, and this one bit us. But not that it doesn't hurt, because winning sucks in all forms. But uh, we have another chance next week to get back in front, and that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, they have a grass field, but you played on turf today. It was weird. What was, what was with it? Who knows, man? London is doing London things. Hey, they rolled their thing out, and uh, we had to play on it. So. It was it was it was different. Uh, I over like overall thought that the stadium is beautiful. Like, you know, I don't like turf. Nobody really does, but that's also not an excuse. Um, but the stadium overall beautiful, well, top reason, to, to bottom. The reason I ask is because a lot of the guys there were so many injuries today, and I yeah, know, you're not a doctor, but was there talk among the guys about that being a factor? You know, and I hate to just keep say, saying this, it's like. You could blame it on so many things, but when it comes down to it, like the NFL is 100% injury rate. So with it being 100% injury rate, it could happen in London, it could happen in the home game, it could happen at an away game. So it sucks that that 100% hit a couple of our guys today, and it looks like it could be this or that, but 100% is 100%, you know. If you're gambling, you're a 100% winner. So, you know, it's undefeated, really, truly. Penalties today. You seem like you kind of chewed yourself in the foot a few times with those. I mean, yeah. how, how impactful were those? You know, uh, for the simple answer, it's hard to play one team in this league. And when you're playing two teams, it's, it's even harder. So uh, beating yourself in ways hurts. It's being behind the, the chains and not in front of them also hurts. Because in this league, it's hard to get a yard, it's hard to get a first down, it's hard to get a touchdown. So we have to do a, be- a better job of staying on. on our P's and Q's and staying ahead of the game and no pre-snap and post-snap penalties. All right, that is Bill's left tackle and captain Dion Dawkins. We're going to grab one more player, son. We'll get, we'll get back to the phones. And then uh, we'll hear again from Josh Allen uh, and head coach Sean McDermott next half hour. We'll also hear from Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. So we've got all that coming up as well um, from the locker room and from the podium. So we've got a lot to get to here. Let's... Um, Let's go to actually. Let's go to Kyrie Elam. Yeah, he spoke with the media today after the game. So we'll go to Kyrie Elam, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. What did you think about your first extensive action and being out there for the first time this year? Uh, I mean, obviously, we I want to win, and um, 
that's pretty much it. I just want to win, and I want to do my part and help this team win. So, you know, if, if we came away with a win and I didn't make any plays, like, I mean, I'd still be happy, but at the end of the day, I want to make an impact, and that's what I'm striving to do. I know it's always next man up, but you hadn't gotten any snaps to this point. You played a ton today. What, did you feel ready to go just getting, you know, getting put out there today? I felt prepared. I definitely did prepare for it. You know what I mean? I was ready. Um, I was ready. I was excited. You know what I mean? Um, just, just really want to just go out there and make plays. But, how, do you, uh, how do you feel that you played today? I mean, I feel like, you know, I just got to make more plays to help the team win. It seemed like there was a change made there. Jamarcus was in uh, late in the game. What was communicated to you about the coaching staff about why that was? Uh, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, I just I had to just stay ready. Was it Coach Butler that told you? Or, I mean, how did how'd you find he out? He just came and got me. Coach just came Butler. and got me. Uh, no, Jamari just came and got me. Claire, how'd you feel that you handled the um, your body handled the the time change and the flying and all the sleep and all that getting ready for today? Um, I mean, honestly, I did everything they told us to do. You know, uh, stayed up, went to sleep uh, during the nighttime. You know, try not to go to sleep during the day. Um, body felt good, ready to go. Has your, has your situation with Claire been frustrating, you know, getting this first time you've gotten into a game this year? Has it been kind of a rough go for you to, you know, to get up, get up and get, in, um, get a jersey? Frustrated. I mean, I mean, God has a plan, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I know how I prepare, and I know, um, and I trust and I have faith in that I can help this team win. So, you know, if my number's not being called, I mean, that's all I can do is control and give, have a great practice to give coaches great confidence in me. Put, put me in the game. All right, that's Bill's corner, Kyer Elam, that was following today's 25-20 to 20 loss. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Roy. He's been waiting patiently. Roy, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Roy. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm just calling from KC, man, and I just love to see y'all make all these excuses for why y'all got a second-tier quarterback. You know who did beat Trevor Lawrence? It's Pat Mahomes. Sick. You know who did beat the Jets? It's, it's Pat Mahomes. So Sweet. all these excuses about injuries and and all this stuff is like y'all got a second tier quarterback, and then and you don't really believe that. I mean, come I on. Do. Look, Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. He beat, Trevor Lawrence beat him two times. Yeah. And it's like he can't get past the first tier quarterback. He went head to head with Patrick Mahomes in a game, threw for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. You know what? I think that's a good example of why he's a second tier. The oh, reason why right. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you go head to head with a quarterback and you throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. That means you're second tier quarterback, I guess. All right, let's go to Paul. You're on the you're on the time show. Welcome, Paul. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Uh, sure. That previous that previous caller has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but first of all, let me compliment you on this show. This is a great talk show. I used to live in. Rochester, New York. Um, there was a guy called Bob Matthews out of Rochester. He had a good show, but you got you guys are you guys are really good. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, so, so I've been flying from the East Coast to my origin of London for over thirty years now, right? And most of the commercial flights tend to leave in the early evening and arrive the next day early morning. That is disastrous. Yeah. I used to do, I used to do that until I found out that a handful of flights do leave early in the morning on the East Coast. And the reason why that's a plus is because when you leave in the evening, 
there are two factors going against you. Number one, you're on an eight-hour flight. You're about three hours in the flight, and now the sun starts to come up on the east, right, on the horizon. The second thing is you factor in the time difference. So you're landing in London early morning. So you've got a whole bunch of players who have not been able to get any good breaths, really, what adult can on an airplane, right? They're landing in London. It's in the morning. They can't get any rest or can't get to sleep. And for the next two days, they're walking around in this fog. I know it because I've done it, and I couldn't break it until I found this early morning flight. If you leave in the early morning, you factor in the five hours. You land in London about 9 o'clock at night. Go have a team meeting. Go have a light team dinner. Go and have a Guinness if you want. And then you go to bed, and that team will sleep and sleep well. Now, I don't know this guy that the Bills from London got advice from, but I will double-check uh, double just to make sure that he's not a Jacksonville fan. I'll uh, <laughs> hang up and uh, listen, to your, <laughs> listen to your comment. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the overnight flight is tough. I mean, I, that's what I did when I flew to London a couple of years ago. I did the evening flight, flew out of Toronto, got in like 5 a.m. the next morning, <clears throat> the local time, and basically you lose a whole night of sleep. They have beds on the on the flights, so they're going to sleep better than somebody sitting in a coach would like me. Um, they got all like those first first class cabins where you basically guys got all that room to lay down and, and basically try to sleep that way. I can't sleep on planes. I can. I could maybe if I was laying down, but and I can't sleep in cars or or airplanes. I just I, I can't do it. It's my neck hurts. It's it's a terrible sleeping experience. Um, but yeah, I, I again I, I think it's going to be something that comes into question all week. Um, why they traveled the way they did? I think they felt very confident they were making the right decision, um, but it just didn't go their way. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Max. Max, you're on the, the overtime show. Welcome, Max. Hey, how you doing? Good. Bill's fans and thank you for Anyway, listen, uh, I, I hope, first of all, I, I hope those injuries to Milano and, and Daquan Jones, uh, hoping against hope that, uh, you know, maybe they're only out a few weeks. I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. But, uh, and also taking those plane rides over. I've been to Europe a bunch of times, and let me tell you, it takes me four freaking days to recover. Yep. You know, I mean, to you feel normal. And I don't know that these science guys are paying them big money. All they had to do was call me. I would have told them, hey, leave Wednesday. But anyway, uh, in Kylum, I don't know. I heard this rumor that Patrick Sertain was available in the trade. I hope Brandon Bean, if that's true, makes uh, makes the trade. Uh, but we need him because Elam is out of his way. He really is. I know it's only his second year, but he looked he – looked, they were eating him alive today. He looked so out of uh, – he's been sick for the first four weeks. But uh, that's all I had to say. I'll listen to what you got to say. Yeah, thanks, Thank for the, thanks for the call, Max. Yeah, he's still a young player too. And I know it's it's hard to have patience when you feel like you're in this finite Super Bowl window and you, there's not a lot of time to be patient. Um, but I think that's what the Bills are going to have to do now with the injury to Travis White. I, they weren't going to need to rely on him. And now I think that they may, at in times, in spurts, have to rely on him. I, Christian Bedford's still this team's number two corner, though. So he'll be available to play when he's available to play. Kyrie Lim will go back to the bench. It'll be Dane Jackson and uh, and Christian Benford, and and hopefully that's a combination that can that can work and 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 be better than I guess at times what we saw today. But I I don't really think that they were bad today. Um, I just 
think he gave up some big plays. He gave up a couple big plays to, um, you know, to a very good receiver, by the way, in Kelvin Ridley. So, uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Mike. Hey guys, I just wanted to know. I'm calling from Dunkirk, New York. Uh, I wanted to know why we don't utilize five wide. You know, with wide receivers like Deontay Hardy, Shakir along with our other receivers, why don't we utilize them as much as maybe we should? I'll sit back and listen to your comments. I feel more and more like I want to see less and less of of Khalil Shakir, to be quite honest. Um, I like Trent Sherfield. Maybe get him involved in the game more. I liked seeing more of Deontay Hardy today. Um, But overall, they don't really have five wides to throw out there. I think Two of their two of their five best pass catchers are tight ends. They got to get them on the field, um, and they've got to figure out more creative ways to get both of them involved in the offense. Um, and Kincaid's got to be used downfield. I, I just don't think in five wide sets that they've got a lot of good matchup guys. They just they just really don't. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Casey uh, or Cassie. I'm sorry, you're on the uh, the overtime show. Welcome, Cassie. Hi. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how how well our defense did today. They were really put up against it. Um, they they went in after you know we, it, it's been said they they were jet lagged, and our defense really showed up today. Well, when it comes to the offense, the offensive play today was absolutely terrible, and I I do feel like you know I, I don't want to talk bad about Dorsey, but quite frankly, I think he needs to be a little bit more creative in how he's going about things. I feel like they're kind of taking the sales out of Josh Allen and, and keeping him from doing the things that he normally would do, like him sliding one yard before the first, the, the, the first down. That was nuts. Yeah, uh, but it, we want him to do that. We, we, don't, we don't want – We do. We, we just, want him to run and we want him to slide. But, but one yard before that, usually he takes more risks. I want, him, I, want, I want to see him actually be Josh Allen and take the risks that he does because that's what makes him a really great player. I think there's times, um, though, Cassie, to be calculated. Thanks for the call. There, there's times to be calculated um, in taking risks. And in the open field, if you can avoid taking a hit um, in a one-on-one situation, I want Josh Allen to slide 100 times out of 100. Um, I want to see him slide more. So I think for me, when I think about it's it's hard to have it both ways. You can't say that we want to have him be, you know, mitigate the risk of, of, of taking hits to the body, but we also want to see him on that play dive for, you know, one yard in the, in the second quarter in week five. Um, you know, I think we want to make sure we're as consistent as possible when we're saying, and I, I don't think there's any, you know, air coming out of the sails. I, I, I just, I think it was a, a good defensive performance by Jacksonville. They get paid too, you know? Uh, okay. Uh, tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe break the game down in the morning, then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon, Chopin Bulldog at 3, we'll have Eric Wood at 4, and then 7.30, Westwood One presents the Packers at the Raiders. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. But before that, tonight on WGR Sports Radio 550, Westwood One presents Cowboys at the 49ers, which should be a doozy. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. More of the Overtime Show on the other side here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 